SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Scott Wetzel sitting in on this Thursday morning. Bagels and Bad Beats. Take your phone calls, 844-843-6879. This hour, you want to send a tweet. Got a good uh, good uh, sense of tweeters out there. Uh, it is uh, at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. You can email me as well. Maybe I'll check some emails here. Also, just go to the uh, website, OppositePicks.com. Uh, hit the contact Scott icon and uh, fire away. Uh, we'll check out some NFL lines this hour, NFL and college football. Got some disturbing news from the college football world as uh, one of the, you know, I think better games, but I'm biased. I'm a Nebraska fan. Uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin canceled from this weekend, and this is going to throw the uh, Big Ten into flux here because they, they screwed up from the outset. We all knew this. They, they, they really did. You know, when they has revealed that they were going to have an eight-game schedule, and they weren't going to have any buys, and they weren't going to have any off weeks leading into the Big Ten championship game, meaning that if they had a scenario like we have now where a game gets postponed, they can't play it, that, that's it. They, they can't reschedule it. I don't know why they didn't try and start the season a week earlier. It made absolutely no sense. A five-year-old could have predicted that they were going to have a game or two that would not be played. And while that doesn't seem like that big a deal, it is a big deal when you try and figure out who's going to win these divisions that will then play, obviously, in the Big Ten championship game. So now that Wisconsin and Nebraska aren't playing, they're not going to make that up. So now they're going to go into win percentage. It's going to remember we ran down that list, I, I think we did anyway, of all the tiebreakers that the Big Ten is going to have. And it goes head to head, then it's win percentage, and then it's percentage in your division. I mean, there's so many cockamamie things. Uh, because they can't go by just the wins, because the team could be seven and one, and Wisconsin is uh, you know six and one, uh, you know. So who gets in the seven and one team, even though Wisconsin beat them? I mean, so there's so many little scenarios. So it, it's already in the play. So uh, we'll get into that, and we'll take a look at some of the college football games as well. We do have a couple of later on tonight, believe it or not. So bagels and bad beats on a Thursday morning. Lot to get to this final hour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. The learning curve is, you know, is cut down tremendously due to the fact that you know, you know these guys, you've been knowing these guys, you know, um, as a division opponent. Um, they know us, we know them. Regardless of the scheme, things like that, you know, even we know the personnel. You know, we know we know, we know guys over there, things like that. So, um, 
I mean, it's going to be fun. It's always fun to play in a division. It's always fun to have that rival and, you know, and go at it. You know, we just got to keep working. It's a short week right now. Um, only thing that matters right now for us is uh, Carolina. So, you know, we're just trying to get the mental aspect of the game together um, and get our bodies right, you know, moving forward. Um, everybody's, you know, in a great spot right now. Um, yes. The confidence, everything is still there. We just got to keep playing. Falcons as uh, he's talked to me yesterday in preparation for tonight's game against Carolina. I, I you know, it just goes to show, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't know if most players just really understand the concept of going to the postseason and winning a Super Bowl. I, you know, uh, they got one win. Their season basically is over. They're, they're finding, uh, you know, every which way to lose a football game, but he doesn't necessarily seem to care. He's just, okay, whatever. You know, we're fine. No big deal. All right. God bless you there. So, Vandal's got the line at one and a half. I got a feeling uh, McCaffrey's not playing. Uh, these, these sites uh, and and the, the sporting world, you know, the boys in Vegas, they tend to get information a little bit sooner than uh, the rest of the world, we'll say. And I, I find it peculiar that a road team with one win is on a Thursday in particular is only a point and a half underdog against a Carolina Panthers team that has three wins. Uh, does that make any sense? You know, if I told you the three-win team is at home and on a short week and the road team has just one win and is coming off another, you know, crazy loss, you would think the line would be about two and a half, three. I tell you, that Atlanta Falcon team, sometimes you just can't get it out of your system, I suppose. But with or without Christian McCaffrey, now they have not played particularly well of late Carolina, but Again, yeah, obviously neither have the Atlanta Falcons. So I, I would have thought that line would have been, you know, like I said, three, three and a half, not one and a half with FanDuel. So you're getting them basically a pick them tonight over under of uh, 51 and a half. I, I still, I, you know, listen, if, if you're just in this to make money, right? No fun, no this, no that, no whatever the case may be. I got to have action on, uh, you know, the, the eight one o'clock games and I got to have action on the four o'clock games. And then, of course, I got to have action Sunday night. If you, if you throw that all out the window, I still say the best bet, and I don't say this too often, but lay the uh, 30 to 1 on Kansas City, 3,000 to win 100. There's just no way. There is no way in the world the Jets are winning that football game. I, I mean, I, I know you have to lay, you know, basically $10,000 to win 300, you know, and, and you really you do have to be nuts to do that. But if you just want a winner, you know, if, if your goal is to win $100 every single Sunday, take your, your yearly bankroll and put it on Kansas City and then walk away at 4 o'clock with your 100 bucks because that's should Now, I don't doubt it might, might be close for a little while, but, you know, ultimately, you know, 30 to 1. Again, you watch some of these in-game lines, and I've seen them like 40, 50, 60, 70 to 1, 100,000 to, to uh, well, not to 1, but 100,000 to, to win $100. I mean, I've seen some crazy lines. That's what I'm telling you. 30 to 1 is, is believe it or not, is really not that bad it, it, uh, from what we've seen anyway. Let, let's put it that way. So uh, NFL made a couple of announcements yesterday. We'll get into the college football stuff here in a sec. Uh, first one is that they're planning to hold the uh, capacity to about 20% at the Raymond James Stadium later on to, uh, for the Super Bowl, rather. 
Um, it holds 65,000. Temporary seating, which you know they would always put in, is about 75,000. So could you, you know, squeeze maybe about 25,000 fans in there? I, I'd imagine so. It'll be interesting to see what they actually do. You know, first off, if they actually, you know, uh, get the, the, the Super Bowl underway, then it's, all right, who gets the tickets? If you're going to cut it down to 25,000 from 75,000, that's, you know, a lot of tickets that are not going to be sold. So and good luck trying to figure that out. But they got to put some people in there. But supposedly they're going to put it down to about 20%, which is what, you know, I, I think we all figured. It's, it's no big deal. So, um, you know, uh, but it's still just the NFL going forward and thinking that maybe just maybe uh, there will be a Super Bowl. Uh, New England Patriots uh, defensive back Stephon Gilmore put his house up for sale this week. So what? Well, I mean, you know, trade deadline is next Tuesday, election day. So, and interestingly enough, you know, he he's been one of the names that's been bantied about if the if the Patriots really want to dismantle that thing, and I don't doubt for a second they do. But you know, if you think that's just coincidence, maybe he's moving to a bigger house, whatever the case may be. Uh, he put on the uh, listing that bids are due Tuesday, November third at five p.m. The trade deadline is Tuesday, November 3rd at 4 p.m. So if you think that's coincidence, then you're really kidding yourself. So the question would be, you know, what are the Patriots expecting to get for Stephon Gilmore? You know, a first rounder? Would, would a team give up a first rounder? I wouldn't. Uh, would they get rid of him for a second or third rounder? I don't even know if I would do that in today's day and age. I mean, draft choices. They are so, 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 so valuable. I'd give up a fourth, you know, that I would do, you know, maybe a third. I, I, I think he's a little overrated, to tell you the truth. But, you know, maybe a third or a fourth if I think I'm a championship caliber team and I need a shutdown corner, which, you know, you think you would need, you know, that you might do. But, you know, it's Belichick. You know, he's just not going to hand the player over. But interesting that he says that. Now, and if, so Gilmore is up for sale, pardon the pun. Then you know who else is uh, is up for sale? You know, would they actually trade? I, I suggested Cam Newton. You know, when we ran down the quarterbacks for the Dallas Cowgirls, right? I mean, not that Cam has shown you anything, but he doesn't make a lot of money, uh, and maybe you can even get the New England to eat a little bit more of that. But he, you know, he's only making eight million dollars this year, and the season is half over, so you're on the hook for you know theoretically four million bucks plus incentives, maybe a couple dollars more. But, you know, is he better than uh, Ben DiNucci? Uh, he's got to be better than that, right? I mean, he just just has to be. But, you know, if they start trading away, guys, New England, I told you, 6-10. and 6-10 and 10 written all over it. All right, our poll question is up. First one all year with, uh, with college football. So the most surprisingly good college football start to the season is, and believe it or not, 1-0 Rutgers is leading the way at 47.1% of the vote. Uh, Cincinnati at 4-0 is getting 31% of the vote. Notre Dame at 5-0. I am very surprised at Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame, a national team, uh, is 5-0 is only getting 17% of the vote. And then the proverbial other is getting uh, 4% of the vote. So 
Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights, and Greg Schiano leading the way. How about that? Rutgers football is back. So we'll update that one more time. Uh, get your vote in at Opposite Picks, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, B-I-C-K-S, as we always like to throw uh, one of those out there. But college football, yeah, I mean, speaking of which, that, that's not a good sign with uh, Wisconsin. So here, here's the deal. See, you know, they're supposed to play eight games, and we all know that that's not going to happen for every team because this one is canceled. They're not going to reschedule it. So now they're going to go to win percentage uh, or head-to-head. So even if you have one less win, uh, theoretically, well, not theoretically, legitimately, you can still win your division in the Big Ten because you beat the second-best team. Now, was Nebraska going to be that second-best team for Wisconsin? Probably not. You know, I, I will admit that. But it just throws a little wrinkle into the whole scenario of who's going to the Big Ten championship game and, and why the Big Ten wouldn't put at least one buffer week in there. We mentioned it when they announced the eight games. You know, to think that they – it's almost like they, they really wanted this stuff or expected this stuff. You know, we all know they had to fight tooth and nail to get the Big Ten to play football this year. And I, I think they predicted doom and gloom. And, you know, they don't really care whether they have five games, six games, seven games, eight games. Uh, you know, and, and now you're going to have a, a win for trying to figure out who's going to go to the Big Ten. Not a good look for the I think that that means on a Thursday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Neil Brown. This isn't the first friend or teammate you've had with the past, and you've also got a, a sterling reputation yourself. How do you approach your relationship with, with guys like that? Is it simply about football and, hey, I think this guy can help us win? Or is it even more than that? Like, maybe I can have a positive impact on this guy. I'm just curious to, to kind of hear your thought process on how you try to navigate those relationships. Well, I always try to have a, you know, bring a, a positive uh, impact to our locker room. And um, I had so many guys that I looked up to when I was a player. And when you start in the NFL, I started on a team with a lot of great veteran leaders and guys that really took me under their wing. Um, Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruschi, Troy Brown, Drew Bledsoe, um, uh, just exceptional players, but great guys. And then over the years, you know, when you transition from a younger player to an older player, you really want to see guys succeed and you want to see guys do well. And it's always about maximizing your potential. And I had a lot of people support me over the years, realizing that I was far from where I needed to be. And they would guide me to and provide me with the help that I needed as a player to reach my potential. And I think that's, um, you know, how you impact people. And I think we talk about that a lot as professional athletes, how you impact people on the field is one thing, how you impact people off the field is another. So whether that's teammates that you can impact or um, people in the community that you can impact, I think all those things are important. And, um, you just try your best every day, realizing that, you know, so a lot of people weren't born with the same advantages that I've had growing up. They weren't born with the same background or support systems that I had. And I think when you recognize that 
and you bring that to relationships, um, all you can do is the best you can do. And, you know, for me, I think that's something that I uh, really enjoy still about playing football is that I have probably more perspective than just about every player in the league right now based on my years of experience and what I've seen. And, um, and I want to see other guys succeed. And I think a lot of joy in my experience comes from seeing other people be their best and seeing people succeed in ways that can set their family up. Interesting comments from Buccaneers. Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady yesterday talking to the media about the Bucs officially signing Antonio Brown this uh, month, uh, this week rather. Yeah, I tell you, you know, on the surface, what he said all sounds good, sounds legit. Guys need second chances, sometimes even third chances in life. Uh, You're right. Not everyone is, uh, you know, being brought up with a silver spoon in their mouth. Not everyone has the same, um, you know, responsibilities in their life and and know what's right and what's wrong and, you know, need a little direction and and everything else as as the saying goes. You know, it all, you know, it sounds good. It it really does. Uh, You know what? And and Tony Brown, you want to give him another shot? Okay. You know what? uh, You know, how bad really is he? So, yeah, well, why not? You know what? uh, Let's give him a second shot. So, again, while that sounds good, then you start looking, though, and you start remembering it to Antonio Brown's past. And then you start remembering, oh, yeah, he did that, and he did that, and he did that, and he's accused of this, and he's accused of that. And th- then you start scratching your head, and you just wonder why. You know, is it really all these moral obligations for Tom Brady? Or is it just his love for winning a championship? You know, we've always held his standard for winning and his desire to win as a noble, great thing for Brady, which separated him from amongst all others almost, right? But maybe in the end, that's what's driving him more than this so-called, you know, moral obligation that he has. Because when you start, you know, remembering what Antonio has done in civil court. He's battling a former personal trainer who alleges that he attacked her sexually on three different occasions, not one, not two, but three different occasions. Don't forget about the woman he hired to paint a portrait of himself in his home three years ago that he allegedly approached nearly naked as she worked after repeated come-ons from him that she ignored. Once she goes public, if you remember, he reportedly sent her threatening text messages, uh, which included pictures of her children. Not an exactly great thing to do. Uh, Last year, police in Florida called to his home after the mother of one of his children accused him of shoving her to the ground in front of their kids over a disagreement about money. Money! This guy has made a gazillion dollars. What is he worried about? A couple of bucks. This year in Florida, Police say they made at least not one, not two, not three, but four police calls over the course of a month time with the domestic disturbance situation pertaining to Antonio Brown. And another call led to a felony burglary charge and two misdemeanor charges after he attacked a delivery driver. Remember that little scene? Brown later pled no contest. 
three times in four years while with the Steelers, his uh, longtime girlfriend, the mother of his three kids, oh, by the way, so not just any, you know, two-bit person, called the police for domestic violence incidents. He's faced numerous allegations and lawsuits over non-payment of bills he's occurred. He's thrown furniture, remember that little incident, off the balcony of his condominium, nearly hitting a toddler in a stroller. Remember that little incident? He's a bad guy. He, 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 this is not a situation where you get a second or third chance. And this guy is just a mental bird brain. It's as simple as that. This guy has made, counting this year's salary, $76 million, uh, 76.9 to be exact. So why don't we just say 76 since he hasn't gotten his money this year yet? He has made $76 million, and you think he's got to worry about giving uh, the wife or the, the mother of his uh, three kids a couple of dollars so she can live you know, a, a pretty good life? And I'm sure she's not asking for $10, $20. I get that. But what, what's what's the difference? I don't care she's asking for a million dollars. How much could she be asking for, right? $2 million, $3 million? I've made $76 million, and I can probably call up any car dealer and say, give me $50,000. I'll sign autographs in front of your shop on a Saturday afternoon. They'd say, let's do it right now. I mean, basically, the guy can print money as long as he doesn't act like a dope. So, I mean... You just wonder where, where, where is the connection? Where is the bond? You know, and don't forget nothing for nothing. You know, Tom Brady was on a football team with a killer in Aaron Hernandez. Now I'm not trying to say Antonio Brown's in that situation, but what I'm saying is, you know, he's been around people that have been bad people that maybe got a second or third chance in life and pissed it away anyway, and turned out to be even worse than we originally thought. Now, we don't know about it. What limits does he have? I mean, he's been involved with police and domestic violence over and over and over again. Dumb things he's done over and over and over again. You really want to sit there and believe that Tom Brady feels this moral obligation to help out A.B. because he wasn't brought up with a silver spoon in his mouth? He may not have been brought up with a silver spoon in his mouth, but I got to tell you, he's been living with a gold spoon in his mouth over the last 10 years. I mean, he's 32. He's not 22. He's made $76 million, not $76,000. He's been on football teams in which he's pitched off the head coach. Uh, you know, he's begged off teams. He got himself kicked off the Patriots. He got him kicked off the, the uh, you know, Oakland Raiders because he didn't want to be there. He acted like a mope. And, you know, and, and he needs another chance, really. He needs a fourth chance. Strike number one, Pittsburgh. Strike number two, Oakland. Strike number three, Patriots. And, and now he needs a fourth opportunity with Tampa Bay because Tom Brady has this moral obligation because good old Antonio Brown didn't grow up with a silver spoon in his mouth. Yeah. You know what? Not for me. Uh, no, I, I just assume, you know, and not that I'm putting Le'Veon Bell in this category either, but I know there were some thoughts about the Dolphins signing Le'Veon Bell. I, I just assume have Le'Veon Bell. I, I just assume have almost any other NFL player than Antonio Brown. If that's what it takes for me to win a Super Bowl, uh, you know what? I'm fine without winning a Super Bowl. You need some bird brains. But don't get me wrong. I know every team you got in the NFL in particular, you, you got to have a couple of guys. Uh, th these aren't choir boys. I get that. But this is beyond being a dope. This is beyond, you know, wanting to smoke some wacky weed. Uh, this is beyond all that stuff. This is, like I said, you know, domestic violence, rape allegations, you name it. He's been part of it. Uh, an alleged part of some of these things. 
And it, why would Tampa Bay want that? Why? why? Why would Tom Brady want that? I mean, hell, you got 50 zillion wide receivers. You got tight ends galore. You got running backs galore. I mean, if, if you can't win, unless it's, you know, let's keep him off Seattle. You know, maybe this is an addition by addition. You know, it's not necessarily that we need him. We just don't want him going to Seattle. You know, maybe that was one of the teams. Or we don't want him going to Baltimore. That apparently was another team that was seriously considering signing him. Maybe that's it. But again, you know what? No matter what the situation is, ultimately, you're allowing him to wear a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. You're allowing him to to join what you got right now seemingly is a pretty good thing. You know, you, you bring Tom Brady in. You bring Gronk in. Uh, everyone seems to be getting along down there. You bring a little bit of a you know head case in Leonard Fournette in. He's kind of bought in. People have bought into him. You got a head coach that the players like. Why why risk it all bringing in Antonio Brown? Why put this black cloud over your franchise? You know, you had a franchise that, that people could say, all right, you know, I like Tom Brady. Uh, not necessarily a Patriot fan, but, you know, we kind of root for Brady. So I'll root for Tampa Bay. And now you put this black cloud over a franchise that I, I couldn't, you know, that's how I felt, you know, especially since he left the uh, AFC East, me being a Dolphin fan. You know, I, I kind of rooted for them anyway, the Dolphins being so bad as, as a Boston fan, you know, Bruins and Red Sox anyway. So once the Dolphins got eliminated generally by week four of the NFL season, you know, I was okay with the Patriots winning, you know, unless it was against the Giants. But so then when he went to Tampa Bay, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll continue to root for, for Brady and, and now the Bucks, but anymore. Now I, I just, I, I couldn't pull myself for, for Antonio Brown. Not when you consider things. And, and just, I just don't get it. You know, I'd have more respect for Tom Brady if he came out and just said, I want to win. Not my responsibility. Uh, let, let someone else handle that. Let the court, let the police handle that. I want to win football. Tell the court put him on my I'd have more respect if he said that than sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beans with Scott Wetzel. Yeah, he looks fantastic. I, I think we had really good conversations today, he and I, and uh, he was with the media. He was in the meetings and everything, and he's working with Anthony Proley and the strength staff. Uh, he looks in great shape and, uh, yeah, ready to go next week. Thanks. You bet. Thanks, Thank you. Take you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Just very difficult. Uh, really, it's, it's almost impossible to root for uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know if they're going to get any protests. I'm, you know, I'm not into all that nonsense and, and political groups and women groups and, and all that other stuff. Um, you know, I'm not calling for anything along those lines. But, but it's just, you know, I can't root for them anymore. Uh, 
Uh, not that I necessarily out and out rooted for Tampa Bay and, and Brady, you know, being a Dolphin fan, but, you know, allowing this guy to get another opportunity. Again, $76 million, all the opportunities in the world. He, he may not have had a silver spoon in his mouth growing up, but like I said, from, you know, from the point of going to college, you know, what's that, 16, 17 years old on, you know, you go to Division One school, albeit a smaller one, a Mac school, still, you know, you're getting Division One scholarships. You you had people been feeding you pretty well through uh, you know you're not even have plastic spoons. Right? You, you're not going to uh, you know uh, the, the supermarket to go pick up uh, the, the plastic forks and knives uh, if you want to equate it to a silver spoon. So he he's had a pretty good life to be able to turn any hardship he had around. That that's you know for the first 15 years of his life we'll say so. Um, yeah, yeah, I just, uh, I, I can't do it and again. I don't know. I, I'd have more respect for Brady. As I was saying, if he just came out and said, listen, I know he's a, he's a knucklehead. Uh, I get it. I, I know he's a bird brain. I, I, I get it. And, uh, he's got some issues and he's got some court cases and, uh, I'm going to let the police and the authorities take care of that. I'm not in charge of any suspensions. So I'm going to let the Roger Goodell take care of that. All I know is that, uh, he's eligible to come off the suspension list next week. We wanted to add him to our football team. We think he can help us out. Um, so that's what we're doing. And I'll worry. Uh, I'll let you guys worry about uh, all that other stuff. So uh, I'd have more respect if he said that versus trying to make us feel sorry for Antonio Brown. If, if you think I, for a second, let alone a year or a month or a week or a day, an hour, even a minute, forget about it. Not even for a second. Well, I feel sorry for Antonio Brown, for anyone, for that matter, who makes $76 million, who's got life by its balls. No, that, that's not happening. Don't, don't feed me that message, Tom. Uh, that I am not buying into. So, again, you know, let him be in your house uh, with your wife and your kids all alone for, for a little while. Let, let's see how you feel about that if, if you, you love him so much, if you think he's such a, a great character. You know, talk to his uh, longtime girlfriend. You know, talk to uh, her, her and see uh, how she feels about good old A.B. And talk about the uh, the other women that have been accusing him of assault. You know, talk to them and see if they deserve a second shot in life. Yeah, I, I just uh, don't get it. Don't don't get it at all. You, you could, you could want to win, and, and clearly Brady does, and that's great, but Boy, there, there's got to be a line in the sand. There just has to be a line in the sand where you say, even as much as I love winning, even I won't do that. And I don't know if there necessarily is a line in the sand for uh, for Tom Brady, if you're willing to go down uh, this road. Uh, this road. So, um, But we'll see how it turns out with Tampa Bay. Who's going to implode first? You know, um, you really got four scenarios. You have Antonio Brown. You have the other Buccaneer players. You have Le'Veon Bell. And then you got the other Kansas City players. You know, which one of the four is going to crack first? Which one's going to show their true side? I'm really, I, I am curious, you know, for a point spread game that is a 20-point spread, one of the highest of all time, I am real curious to see how Andy Reid handles Le'Veon Bell this week. Um, if it was me, i put him to the test. I really do. I am sure there is nothing he wants more to, than to get 15, 20 carries, receptions, and score a couple of touchdowns. You know, when Kansas City has first and goal at the one-yard line, you know, I am sure he's going to be chomping at the bit to be in there. What does Andy Reid do? Does he placate to him and, and put him in there? 
or does he put the uh, Clyde Hilaire in there, uh, Edwards, uh, and let him run it in for the one yard line? Let him score the touchdown. Um, maybe they put the Le'Veon in there and they don't throw him the football. You know, uh, just just challenge him. <clears throat> See how well he's really willing to buy in. And if he doesn't get the touches he wants, and Kansas City wins, and he doesn't sound off, then what? You pass the test. That that's. You pass the test. You're a Kansas City Chief, and now, now the next game we will give you the football when it's first and goal at the one. And if you don't score, we'll give it to you again. And if you don't score again, we'll throw it to you. Um, but if you implode after this game, then we know you're really not buying in. So in the pecking order, uh, now it's going to be Le'Veon or Kansas just because he's already played them, and it's going to be a couple of weeks uh, before A.B. plays with Tampa Bay. Uh, he's got to sit out one more game suspension. Probably got to sit out one more game after that, although maybe he could play week number nine. But he's got to miss at least one more game, so that wouldn't mean two for, for Le'Veon. So, but I, I, like I said, I'm curious to see um, how he plays it. I, to, to me, if you look at the bigger picture, I don't give Le'Veon the football that much this week. You know, The smaller picture is, uh, let's get revenge for Le'Veon. He's one of the guys now. He's on our team. He wants to uh, show the Jets that they made a big mistake. Um, by not really using him, uh, not necessarily by letting him go, but just by not utilizing him the way they he thought they should have, which I pretty much concur. Um, but I, I, you know, if I'm Andy Reid, I got to look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture is winning the Super Bowl, not getting revenge against the dopey Jets. The bigger picture is getting Le'Veon really to buy in on the team concept that you're going to get, you know, basically ten touches a game and do what you can with those ten touches. That's that's what I would want to see. Uh, versus, like I said, giving him the football 20 times and having him uh, get his revenge and and basically be be done with uh, life after that. So um, 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. A couple of other things yesterday from the NFL. Cowboys cut veteran defensive tackle Don Terry Poe and cornerback uh, Daryl Woodley, uh, Worley rather. So, you know, the, the Poe signing at the beginning of the year, boy, that, that looked great on paper, right? I mean, holy crow, former first-round draft choice. You put him on a defensive line. Um, boy, that defense is actually going to be pretty good. You know, the offense is going to be great. Um, you know, I don't know if they're necessarily using him as a scapegoat, but they had to make some changes. I, I, I must say, if you're a Cowgirl fan, you had to do something. Whether it's all, I really doubt a defensive tackle is the reason why the defense sinks, but uh, you know, if he's not doing his role, then, then you know, he's playing a part, and that's for sure. So they had to make some moves. I don't care if it was the fourth string defensive tackle or the first string defensive tackle. You know, the, he's not making a lot of money. So, but on paper, we all thought that was going to be a pretty good, uh, you know, deal for Dallas, and it just it didn't turn out. So the dismantling of the Cowboys perhaps has begun. Um, and it looks like they are going with Ben DiNucci as quarterback. So if you're looking for a survivor pool, Yep, this week we're going with Philadelphia. Kansas City and Philadelphia, those will be our two picks. Bungles traded uh, Carlos Dunlap to the uh, Seattle uh, Seagirls for uh, an offensive lineman in the seventh-round draft choice. So, you know, the Seahawks, as bad, get a load of this. We all know how bad the Dallas Cowboys defense has been, right? I mean, just atrocious. They're in the process of setting records for most points allowed in the season. As bad as that has been, the Seahawks defense is even worse. They've allowed the most yards through six games in NFL history. 
not just this year, in NFL history, according to the story I'm reading. Wow. They have just nine sacks in their six games. Two. So, so 11-year tenure with the Bungles. He had 82 and a half sacks. He's 31 years old. Uh, he's set to make $10 million next season So in, in a base, so it's probably this year or bust, or you know maybe they'll re- re- rework that contract. I, I doubt that they would give him $10 million next year. Maybe it's a phenomenal, but at 31 years old, you know, I don't know how much he has left. Didn't play that much for Cincinnati. <clears throat> you know, one sack, 18 total tackles in seven games. He was bitching about, you know, not playing as much and wanted out of Cincinnati as uh, almost everyone seems to want. Uh, so no big deal there. And so, you know, so Seattle made a decent little move, you know, seventh round draft choice, uh, backup offensive lineman, you know, no big deal. Um, you know, that they couldn't get, uh, you know, JV on Clowney to eventually sign with them. So they still had this gaping hole on defense, defensive end in particular. So, I mean, you know, listen, you, you might catch lightning in a bottle. You know, you know, NFL, I've said this before, NFL by far is the toughest to evaluate for a fan. Really is. You know, NBA, you see it. The numbers are there. How much does a guy average points wise? How many rebounds? How many assists is he getting? Uh, we all know what roles certain players have. You know, each one is a little different, but there are always numbers, easy stats to figure out. If you're a point guard, uh, I don't necessarily care about you scoring 20, but are you getting 10 assists a game? You know, if you're a rebounder, don't necessarily care about you scoring 20, but are you getting 10 rebounds a game? Score, you know, we don't care about you getting assists, but are you scoring 20 points a game? Very, it's, 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 you know, played out very easily. Baseball, same thing. You know what? Batting average, home runs, RBIs. Three main categories, pitchers, wins, and, and losses, and, and uh, ER. Very easy to you know, casual fan how well he is doing. Um, you know, uh, same, same thing with hockey. You know what? Uh, goalie with the goals against, obviously, and then uh, with the goals. Defenseman a little different, but, you know, with, with the uh, forwards and frontline guys, how many goals you have, how many assists you have. Very easy to figure out are you're having a good year or not, right? Football, though, not the case. Not the case. If you're a running back, wide receiver, quarterback, uh, tight end, different story. You're an offensive lineman. You're a defensive lineman. You're a defensive back. Even if you're a linebacker, it's tough. It's really tough for the casual fan to figure out if a guy has it anymore. So I don't care who you are as a host. You can sit there and say all you want that you you know you cover the Bengals. You're a Bungles fan. You watch all their games. You don't know. You know, 31 years old. Not Terry Poe is not 31. He's a first-round draft choice, and the Cowboys are cutting him after they signed him for basically peanuts this past offseason. I mean, how do you figure? I mean, you, you, all you have to do is be fat and stand there. You know, no, you don't even expect defensive tackles to make tackles. I mean, most don't. Right? I, mean, I mean, Most get literally two or three tackles tops a game. So how do you know if he's doing well? How do you know if an offensive lineman is doing well? Because the, the running back that rushes for 1,000 yards? You know, that that helps, obviously, but y- you really don't know. The cash. So how much does Carlos Dunlap really have? Who knows? You know, you know, it, the NFL is I've, I've told you this also, <clears throat> you know, you could have one sack a game, one measly, worthless sack a game, and you're going to make yourself 15 million bucks and you're going to be considered great. You know, 16 sacks, figure it out. You know, you get 16 sacks in a season. You're going to be a rich man, you know, but does that really mean you've done well that game? No, you know, the quarterback is throwing out 40 times a game at least. 
You may have one situation where the defensive backs cover their guy. The quarterback doesn't know what he's doing. He runs into your side when he should be on the other side. You get a sack. I mean, it's just one lousy sack. So those, to me, should be easy to get. But that doesn't really mean that you have anything left. So uh, on paper for Seattle, good move yesterday in Dunlap. Good good move. Didn't cost really anything. But really, really make a change in that defense, which is atrocious. Wow, don't know. Don't know. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and uh, give you some winners as we have some stuff on the board after yesterday's swamp day. Things with that beat some Thursday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Bagels and Bad Beats on this uh, Thursday morning. Let us finish up with some stories. We didn't have time to delve into too, too much. Uh, the Green Bay Packers reportedly interested in trading for Houston wide receiver Will Fuller. You could have interest. Doesn't mean that's necessarily going to happen. Uh, NBA, uh, the Rockets uh, named uh, the uh, son of Paul Silas as their head coach. So no Jeff Van Dumby, who I don't believe is really interested. I just like I think he likes to have his name thrown out there, but I don't think he really wants to go back to coaching. Why, why give up that cushy little kid with ABC, the four-letter network? Uh, NBC's proposed December 22nd start date not going over well with the players. They're asking for a January 18th start date, so we'll see what eventually happens there. Uh, former Rockets GM Daryl Morey uh, finalizing a deal to become president of the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, so that'll be an interesting little uh, triumphant there with uh, Morey and Elton Brand and new head coach Doc Rivers. Hopefully all will be on the same page. 125th uh, supposed running of the Boston Marathon postponed again and now won't be uh, run again until the fall of 2021 uh, because of the uh, coronavirus. Bo Jackson says he'd average 350 to 400 yards if he was playing today because people don't know how to tackle. You know what? Um, I think he could average 350 to 400 yards when he was playing if he could just stay healthy. That was the problem with Bo, but I don't doubt for a second he probably could get that many uh, yards uh, because you're right, the tackling is absolutely atrocious. A lot of baseball teams yesterday declined uh, team options. Nats with Adam Eaton and uh, Anibal Sanchez. Rockies with uh, Daniel Murphy. Uh, and the St. Louis Cardinals with uh, Colton Wong. So all those guys will be free agents. All right, let's pick out a winner, shall we? Got a couple of college football games, and we got the NFL game tonight. I'm going to go NFL tonight. I'm going to go with Carolina. I, I think Atlanta's shell-shocked. There's only so much every team can take. And I, I got to believe Atlanta, they lost this past week. Uh, I mean, how many bullets can they take? So give me the uh, Carolina Panthers with or without Christian McCaffrey laying the two, maybe one and a half uh, to, to win the game tonight against uh, Atlanta. We'll talk tomorrow right here. Bagels and Bat Meats. Enjoy your Thursday, folks. Be safe.
BetOnline.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.